This is Debbie, and welcome to another brand new episode of The Offbeat Life, where I speak to inspiring individuals who ditched the norm to live their best life and become location independent. celebrate the week of love, I'm highlighting Devin and Rob, who are the men behind Dads Not Daddies. Everyone's love story is unique, but what makes Devin and Rob's story a standout is their unconventional family. Before finding one another, Devin was married with two children and heavily involved in the Mormon community. Devin realized his true sexuality during his marriage, but saw his attraction to men as a temptation instead of his identity and tried to change himself. However, Devin knew that in order to be truly happy, he had to learn to accept himself. He and his wife decided they both needed to move on. Devin was newly divorced and a single dad when he met Rob online. After swiping right and several months of long-distance dating, they decided to begin their lives together in Salt Lake City, Utah. Today, they are both social media influencers who are heavily involved in the LGBTQ community showing that even though no two families are the same, it doesn't matter what your families look like, it's all worth celebrating. I'm so happy to share Rob and Devin's story and continue to be inspired by their love story every single day. Listen on to find out why Rob and Devin's journey are so special. for joining us for this interview with Rob and Devin. Hello. How are you guys? We're great. (laughs) Very tired. (laughs) Very tired. New York City takes it out of you. (laughs) I am excited to be here, so I feel like it gives me life and energy being here. It does. The busyness, right? I guess it depends on the person because some people don't like the busyness and then some people just like take that energy and you just work with it. Right. Yeah. I feel like I'm just ready to go. It's really exciting. It's just draining. You know? <laughs> like it's like a pace that I'm just not being from Utah. It's a little slower out there. So. Yeah. <laughs> so you both have a really interesting story. Can you tell us a little bit more about you both and why you live an offbeat life? I'm Devin. <laughs> and uh, I'm Rob. Yeah. And we're known on Instagram and, and other forms of social media as Dads Not Daddies. I mean, specifically with what makes our life offbeat is the the social media stuff. But we started uh, an Instagram account together about our family. Devin has two kids from his first marriage, and I'm stepdad. We shared our story on Facebook originally um, in reaction to some... It was about three years ago, Yeah, in, in November. Reaction, in reaction to some things happening in the Mormon church, which we're, we were both born and raised Mormon. In Utah, uh, in Utah is where we live Go now. Figure. Yeah. So basically, long story short, the policy was that children of gay parents were not allowed to join the Mormon church. Or be baptized. Or be yeah. baptized, yeah, oh, wow. specifically. And until they were 18. So Our kids still go to church with their mom, right. and so that impacts us. A lot of people were wondering on social media, like, who does this even affect? What gay parents are going to take their kids to a Mormon church? Yeah. And so I posted about it, and it got a lot of attention, both positive and negative. We realized that, you know, this is just photos of us have that kind of an impact, and, right. and us, you know, just sharing about our lives. So we, we then decided that we need to be putting more out there and, and help people to understand 
what it's like to be a gay parent and, and just understand our lives because there's a lot of misunderstandings that people have about us. So that's why we started the Instagram account. And then it exploded. <laughs> and now it is something that we both do as a, not our only source of income, but one of our sources of income. Yeah, it's yeah. Our, our side job, you yeah, can say right now. It's a side job for now. But is accelerating to a point where it will quickly not be a side job anymore. <laughs> We're going to have to make it a full-time job. Right. And if you guys look at their Instagram account, oh my gosh, they're too good looking. Come on. <laughs> this can't be real. Abs for days and they're just gorgeous. So So take us back to the beginning of how you both even met. I mean, Rob, you came out already. You knew you were gay. I, I knew I was attracted to men probably like in high school. Um, but in terms of accepting what that actually means for my life and actively living truthfully. I came out when I was 26, I believe. So a little bit later, um, but didn't go through quite the process that you did of <laughs> getting married and having children. So. I took it a step or two further. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I grew up very, very Mormon in Southern Idaho on a farm, a potato farm, literally. Um, the stereotype. <laughs> the stereotype. <Yeah>. <laughs> literally, <laughs> potato farm. And yeah, I did a mission. I went to Trinidad and Guyana on my mission, loved it, came home, went to BYU, married the first girl I met. Literally. <laughs> Literally, yeah. A wonderful woman. And it really wasn't until I was married that my sexual identity began to be made clearer to me. Sure, I, I knew that I was attracted to men, but I, in the lens of Mormonism, I saw it my attraction to men as a temptation and not an identity. Mm -hmm. So I saw it as something that I could change about myself. A sin to overcome, yeah. essentially, right? It was something that I had always just put in the far back of my mind, never acted on it, never had any like way of really exploring that part of myself. And so getting married made it much clearer to me. And I came out to my wife very early on in our marriage. And her response was, well, we can overcome this together. Mm. And, and eventually... I had a complete change in, in belief system, and with that, I also had to address my sexual identity, and we stayed married for five years. During that time, we had two boys, and yeah, eventually we decided to it would be best for us to divorce, and, and we had an amicable divorce, thankfully, and we have a good working relationship now. But yeah, that's how the boys came into the picture. Probably the most common question we get mm -hmm. from people on social media is, did you have your kids via adoption or surrogacy? Yeah. We're like, None. neither. Yeah. <laughs> Made them the old fashioned yeah. <laughs> That's what makes your story so unique, right? Because you have this really unique family dynamic yeah. that a lot of gay couples don't have yeah. because they do surrogacy or adoption right. in that sense. So Devin, when you came out to your wife, I mean, coming out to your family is hard enough, but to your wife, I mean, <laughs> come on. Yeah. I can't even imagine what that's like. All of the things that you're already questioning about yourself, and then to say this to somebody that you have this whole life with. Right. How were you able to get the courage to do that and to be who you really needed to be? I don't It was hard. <laughs> it was yeah. really hard to do, but I just knew that, well, at the time, it wasn't it wasn't a this is ending sort of thing. It was I genuinely wanted to be transparent with her and work through this together. And and it was something that we discussed and like so much through our marriage. It was just we were always talking about my problem. Yeah. <laughs> and to look at my identity as a problem is just problematic. 
it's not a healthy way of looking at yourself. And I've realized that in order to be truly happy and healthy and fulfilled and and not think of myself as a sick person, I we both needed to move on. And now living in Utah, there's a lot of obviously that's where like the Mecca for people who are Mormon right. live. Right. Yep. What is it like for the both of you as a couple living there? I know Rob, you were saying it's not as bad in the city itself. Right. But what about when you leave? that little cocoon that you have, right? It's like totally. living here in New York City. Yeah. Once you go outside, it's totally different. Yeah. yeah, It's actually really interesting. We we talk about this often about how when we're close to home, downtown Salt Lake City, I don't think twice about holding his hand or like public, public displays yeah. of affection type stuff. Um, but like as we soon get as cheers we get from in, people. Yeah. <laughs> Which is odd. But yeah, like, they're like, yeah. <laughs> it's a very open-minded, very supportive community. That's yeah. awesome. But like as soon as we get into the suburbs, there's always back of your mind, subconscious checking of yourself. Yeah, is it like okay? Looking around, is it okay? Am I safe? And yeah, kind of thing. A subconscious thing that I think you develop. Yeah, I think a lot of the time, the good people of Utah are so naive that they think we're brothers, yeah. which we do look a lot they alike. I'll give them that. <laughs> but we, um, we we get so many times, especially when we're out with the boys. People ask us, like, oh, are you giving your wives a break, like, from the kids? We're like, yeah. no. Where's mom? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Not giving them a break. We're just being dads. <laughs> yeah. No, um, one of the, the other day we were at a restaurant, or I guess it was a few months ago now. We were at a restaurant, and I was in the restroom, and the, the waiter's like, so, are we waiting on mom or something like that? Oh, he, he came up to me. You were in the bathroom. Yeah, he yeah. came up to me. He's like, oh, are we waiting on your wife? Like, yep, here he comes. Yeah. <laughs> what did they say when you said he that? He was like, oh, I'm so sorry. It's <laughs> fine. Like, like, you honestly, like, live in the default, right? Yeah, yeah so I wasn't offended. It was just... <laughs> it's good to shock people sometimes. Oh, yeah. Right? yeah. yeah. Especially really in small town Utah. We love it. What about your sons? How has this affected them? Has it affected them at all? Did they know that they have this unique family dynamic? They were quite young when we divorced. Thankfully, I feel like um, divorce can really hurt. You know, I mean, it harms children either way. It's it's hard on them to be living with two different parents. But I feel like the younger they are, it has less of an impact. They don't really even remember what it was like to live with both of us. They've known Rob almost, like, their, entire almost their entire lives. Wait, like, how long have you guys been together? We've been together four years. Four years. Okay, yeah. so yeah, um, they were really young. Yeah, yeah, so the oldest was three and the youngest was 18 months. Mm. No, it was three and a half and two. But they've, they adjusted well to the divorce, and when I started dating Rob, it wasn't like, I mean, they didn't have any concept of what gay was or anything like that, and so it, it wasn't a weird thing. And, you know, eventually as, as they got older, we explained to them what it means to be gay and, and, and why our family is different why dad lives with Rob and I mean <laughs> so we started dating in November and so the that December um, I got gifts for the kids and I got them a couple of children's books and one of them I yeah. was doing research on finding a children's book that discussed our situation and there was one that was surprisingly perfect called um, daddy's roommate. daddy's roommate <laughs> and it's and it talks Aww. about how and it's like from a kid's perspective he says mommy and daddy got a divorce last year now daddy lives with whatever his name is. I don't remember. It goes through this process of like 
oh, mom says that dad's gay, and this is what that means, and yeah. this is his new, right, like that whole yeah. thing. So it was, And being gay is just another form of love. Yeah, it was, it was shocking how perfect yeah. the book perfect was. Book. Yeah. It was made in, I think it was published like in 70s, like the late 80s. 80s, 70s. And it's very like, it's, no there's a lot of way. tropes in there. Like the guy's got like the, the 80s really? mustache, like the, uh, the Magnum P.I. Mustache? mustache. And like there's a, a picture of them at the beach and like the dads are in Speedos. And I'm just like, okay, how many stereotypes can we have? They, they sing songs I mean, songs together. I wear Speedos too, so. Well, no, they're stereotypes for a reason, right? <laughs> when you travel as well, how is it like traveling as a couple? How does that affect the way you react and you interact with one another? I mean, it, it all depends on where we are. If we're in West Hollywood, <laughs> yeah. we fit right or in. New York City, <laughs> yeah. Right? Like I'm not gonna pay. I'm not even gonna think twice no. about it. No. If but. we're in other areas, like we went to North Carolina recently, we do find ourselves just like when we're in the suburbs of Salt Lake, like checking ourselves. Yeah, it's just interesting, and especially I think because we are so involved with the LGBT community and the content that we create focuses on. It's it's directed mainly towards the LGBT community. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I think because of that, it's such a forefront of our minds at all times. I forget that that is unfamiliar for people. You know what I mean? Because we are so ingrained in that in, world. Yeah. yeah. And also you're so open and loving to each other and to the family that you've created that you have. It's just second nature. It's already what you have you've created for yourself right. and it's what you chose to do with your life. I'm sure there's so many gays that just look to you and be like, I want that. I want to be not just your family, but be as open as you are with each other. And I'm sure you've got a lot of men who are still not out oh, and they're still yep. trying to hide that about themselves and they look at you as inspiration for that that's that's what we like to offer people we get a lot of meaningful messages from people thanking us just for inspiring them to come out or inspiring them to be more open with the people in their lives about their relationships yeah or just inspiring them to create a family yeah you know they may not be able to have a family the same way we came about ours but it gives them something to work towards yeah, I think one of the most meaningful messages that I remember came from a mother of a gay son, actually. Mm. And she messaged us and, and just said, like, seeing you guys gives me hope because in mass media, oftentimes all you see are the, the tropes, right? You see yeah. the, the gays that are out partying and whatnot. Not that there's anything wrong with, like, yeah. go live your life. We all need that in the beginning. Yeah, so. but also, but also <laughs> like, as a mother, she sees all the worst parts of it. And she's yeah. afraid of what that means for, like, my poor innocent little boy is going to go be corrupted or whatever. Again, not that I agree with that. But we, <laughs> like, I think we, we show that we balance our lifestyle in a way that, like, you can have a family and you can, like travel and you can still do fun things there's not a single part of it that defines you in any one way and right. showing showing a diversity of lifestyle she basically just said like seeing you gave me hope that mm -hmm. it just it just kind of calmed her and helped her see that her son can have a similar life to what we have and, and that's what we want we don't necessarily want people to try and copy our our life path or anything like that mm -hmm. but if we can provide something aspirational to people then I feel like we're lifting up the community. One of the most impactful messages we've ever gotten from someone, we have it as a, a highlight on our Instagram. We got a message from uh, a young woman in Israel. Israel. Yeah. And she had been following our account, but was feeling very depressed because 
she didn't feel like she could be out and open in Israel. Not, you know, it's, I don't know what area of Israel she was in, but it seemed like it was a very conservative community that, that was not welcoming to, to gay people. And she said that she got so down that she had everything in front of her one night ready to, to just end her life. Sorry, I get emotional yeah. talking about this, but um, she said that as she was kind of preparing for that, she got a notification um, that we had posted on Instagram, and like that just gave her hope. Wow. That that okay. like she had something to work towards, and so she messaged us telling us this, and and I just like Ball. buckets of yeah. tears. Just <laughs> like ten thirty in the morning, I know. We're sitting in our desks at, in our separate works, just, just sobbing. Like, sobbing. Yeah. <laughs> But that's the thing that just living the life that you guys are doing and being who you are affects so many different people. And it's not just about the dynamic you created, but it's because of you as people and the courage that you have to be who you truly want to be. And you are not living in New York City. You are living in a state that it's not accepted. <laughs> and you had the balls and the guts to do this and to be together <laughs> because you wanted to find happiness to be. And then you found each other. And yeah. that's the thing. And, you know, that really resonates with so many different people. And sometimes you don't think about it in that way, right? And then you get a message like that from someone who they were at the lowest depths and you took them out of that. Not many people could, could say that. And you guys are able to. So you saved somebody's life. That's incredible. Just for being who you are. Yeah, for loving yeah. each other. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. Stuff like that gives us a, Ooh, like so much deep, meaning and guys. purpose. Yeah, <laughs> it is. I wasn't expecting it. <laughs> I know. It gives us a lot of meaning and purpose behind what we do. And that's why we're so passionate about it. And so grateful that that we can also make a living off of. And we're constantly inspired by our community and they really buoy us up because if we're having a hard day and, and we post and you know we get such nice messages from people or just hearing other people's inspirational stories and, and their examples of being brave in coming out. So we feel really lucky to be working in the space that we're in. It's yeah, for sure. You're right, you do get paid to do what you love to do and not many people can do that. So going back to your career, you both are still at your day jobs, Christ. right? So a lot of people think because you're so big on social media and you're making such a big impact that this is what you do full time, right? Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> Not yet. I mean, for two people to be able to offset their incomes, it's we have to work a little bit longer in our day jobs yes. than True. maybe a single person. Um, both our jobs we have now, we actually have because of our social media presence. Wow. Yeah. Um, awesome. My my background is in landscape design. I am not currently doing that. <laughs> like, I'm actually now doing marketing in the interior design industry. And I got my job because Rob's boss, actually, or Rob's coworker, mm -hmm. actually knew my boss. And my boss was looking for someone that knew social media because he doesn't understand that whole world at all. And he knew that in order to reach... A very important demographic he needed to have a presence on there so that's how i got my job and i run social media for a tech startup that's based out of salt lake city and essentially this is my resume and i show them yeah the phone. that's literally right. what we both did like, they're like done you're hired <laughs> so how were you able to create income from the start doing this right mm -hmm. and how do you continue to do that today we, we didn't set out to 
to make money on our Instagram. That was certainly yeah. not that intentional. Was not, <laughs> it was not until we had about 60,000, 70,000 followers right that, that the, a company reached out to us. Yep. Do you remember what our first one was? It was it was a tooth whitening. Thing. Oh, yeah. I don't remember who it was, but it was one of the Oh, it was a tooth whitening one, and it was like... Here, here's two hundred dollars, and we're like, whoa! Yeah, it's like a free tooth whitening kit for each of you, and two hundred dollars, and we're like, oh my god, we made it! <laughs> right? So that was the first one, and it was like shocking, honestly. Like people came because we we would up till that point we were getting DMs from people like, oh, this is so cute, or like, oh, your story's so inspiring, and then we get someone who's like business proposition or whatever i'm like what do you what, what? <laughs> so like then what? that was sort of yeah proposition that sounds yeah like. that was the the first one we've never looked back yeah <laughs> and, I mean, it's, and it's it's been only grown since yeah then. well we we eventually we don't do teeth whitening anymore. it was not really we until haven't. we got an agent that we really started doing more paid work it was it was about last year in june that we started doing more paid work because we we saw the potential we had companies reaching out to us. We're like, we don't know what we're doing. Yeah. Like, they want us to sign contracts and stuff, and we don't know, we don't yeah. know contracts. Well, you know a little bit. So we we reached out. Rob reached out to this agency. We ha we actually had someone reach out to us originally, and they were like, "Hey, do you have representation for the stuff that you're doing on social media?" And I was like, "That's a thing." <laughs> so I started doing some research. Found a handful of larger agencies based off of a couple Google searches, which was actually really difficult to find like reputable representation anywhere. Emailed a bunch of them. Some of them got back to us, had a couple conversations, and the one that we gelled with the most, we signed with them. And We were with them for a year, and it was a good way to kind of break us into the influencer world because they were able to walk us through everything. And our very first thing that we did was a paid trip to LA for LA pride. And we, we stayed in West Hollywood again, going with the stereotypes here, but <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> it was fun. We were like, Whoa, we're getting paid to stay in this ho this really nice hotel that we would never be able to afford. It was, yeah. It was um, eye opening. Yeah. yeah. And well, we were talking about this, you know, the other night. I was like, I still can't believe people pay us to do what we do. <laughs> right. <laughs> right? It's, we get paid to do what we love, and, like, we really enjoy it. And that's why I think a lot of people don't understand. They're like, you get paid to do what? Doing what? Yeah. They pay you that? Yep. <laughs> oh, my God. Yep. Yeah. And they'll, they'll, like, go through it. Like, did you get paid for this? Yep. This? Yep. <laughs> this? <laughs> It's what we do. So yeah. <laughs> no, we uh, we hung out with a good friend of Devin's last night, and we were texting or we were DMing back and forth on Instagram from the dad's account. He was like, "Wait, you guys are in New York?" And we're like, "Yeah, we should hang out or whatever." And no, the first one was because I posted a, a photo of me at the gym. And he's like, that's the gym that I go to. Like, <laughs> I didn't know they had those in Utah. And I was like, not nah, girl, no. we're in New York. <laughs> and then he's like, oh my God, really? We have to see each other or whatever. So we're going back and forth. We're like, oh, we're doing XYZ. We're out in New Brunswick do, like, doing all these he's, meetings he's and like, stuff. He's like, wait, do you work do you for Johnson work for Johnson & Johnson? Johnson? <laughs> I'm like, no. We're partnering with them. Yeah, like, he's like, what does, that, what does that even mean? Right? Like, and he's, a, he's an accountant and works for like a big four accounting firm. And so like... He's very like finance and traditional, <laughs> traditional career, career idea. path. What's yeah. happening? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's kind of funny when you when you get into those situations and get to talk to people and you're yeah. like, this, this, this exists. Yep. <laughs> Surprise. 
<laughs> you can make it happen yeah. too. We get right? paid to post selfies. <laughs> I, I say that. Beautiful. I selfie. say that all the time. I'm a professional <laughs> selfie taker. Obviously, Last that. night at a restaurant, someone asked me to take a photo of her for Instagram, and she's like, "Oh, that's so good." I'm like, "Thanks, I'm a professional." She's like, "Oh, a photographer?" I'm like, no, no, Instagrammer. <laughs> and she was probably just like. <laughs> So let's fast forward to 50 years from now and you're looking back at your life. What legacy do you want to leave and what do you want to be remembered for? Oh, I love that question. That's a good question. And I want to be remembered as someone who who provided in more than just financially, but someone who provided happy memories for our kids and provided emotional support when they need it or like my siblings or my parents or whatever. I would say a provider of, across the board. I want my kids to see me as someone who is there for them. I may not always physically be able to be there for them, but I want them to to see that I'm always emotionally there for them and supporting them and, and cheering them on and offering anything from my own life advice to them or fun activities or just learning experiences for them. I just I just want the world for them, you know, as a parent. Going through my divorce, I thought a lot about this as, as far as like when I died, what kind of legacy do I want to leave to them? And, and it was that... You know, do I want them to see me as someone who kind of sacrificed myself and my identity in order to conform to a certain expectation, um, you know, societal or, or familial expectation? Or do I want them to see me as someone who, while it was hard, they bravely lived their life, you know, as their true self and, and with authenticity? And there's positives and negatives to both. I felt like it was... For me, the the most impact I could have on my kids would be to live my true self and to allow them to, whoever they, they may be one day, you know, to feel like they can be themselves too and be honest with themselves and others about who they are. And I think beyond just our own family circles, like as far as the broader audience as well, I feel the same way about wanting to be generous with my time, with my willingness to share my story and to help other people see that they can live their truth already created such a huge impact on people as we've heard yeah. from all of those stories that they're sending you and what you've created already in your community that you're creating so that's amazing you can pat yourselves in the back oh. for that. <laughs> <laughs> you're so nice so let's get to some fun questions yeah. some people like myself i nerd out on interviewing inspiring people like you and hiking what about you both what do you nerd out on I'm plants. a tech. I, I, yeah. I'm, I'm a plant and a tech nerd. I, I obsess over cell phones. <laughs> well, I it's have a very important part of our job. No, like I'm constantly phones. staring at one, and I, I used to have a Google Pixel, and it would like tell me about itself, <laughs> and and I I just found it so fascinating, like learning about phones, and and so now I that's one thing I definitely nerd out on is when's the next phone coming out or and and i and plants and plants because, we, because we, last time we were in new york we we're walking through central park and he's like oh that's blah 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 latin name oh my for Torituria paniculata yeah. and every that's legit yeah. <laughs> no and every time he says it i'm like that's just a string of sounds those aren't actual words like, no it's real samiafolia or... oh my god Devin is looking at all <laughs> like of the labeling right all the plants that are around <laughs> What do I nerd out about? You tell me. Gay culture. That's true. Pop culture. Pop gay pop culture. culture. Yeah, <laughs> gay pop culture in particular. <laughs> Running social media for a tech company as well as doing the social media that we do. I feel obligated as well as just have a passion for seeing what trending 
videos, images, content, varieties, like different things like that. And so pop culture, particularly around like, I'm a big RuPaul's Drag Race fan. But I mean, in addition to that, we live in Utah. It's gorgeous. So we love hiking. There's a lot of outdoor activities. I love camping. Rob is an avid indoorsman. Um, (laughs) Indoorsman. Showers are important to me. You need Uh, to do glamping. We do. We have. Yes. Um, That's the only thing you could do, right? That was was the best compromise for us because I got my camping fix and you got to sleep in a bed and shower. Yeah. Uh, That's awesome. Sleep in a bed and have a shower. <laughs> Not at the same time. Not at the, the same time. <laughs> hey, whatever floats your boat. That yeah. sounds like a really good idea. A shower bed. Like. Shower bed. <laughs> I think that sounds like a terrible idea. <laughs> Could be a water bed, but like <laughs> water's outside the bed as well. All right, take it to Shark Tank. <laughs> Try it out. Hey, Dan was here, yeah, so was you, you could do it. I think he's going to be there later on today, No, that's too. true, yeah. <laughs> Having traveled to so many different places, what has been the most significant meeting with an individual that has ever happened to you? We're travel vlog- bloggers, but we're not like traditional travel bloggers because we pretty much stay domestic. <laughs> I, wouldn't, I wouldn't necessarily call us travel bloggers. I've... Like well, that's why I put it in quotation, in quotation? marks. Well, they can't Tra- see okay, that. in quote, <laughs> this travel markers, travel bloggers. We're used to visual content. <laughs> I'm <Yeah>. so sorry. <laughs> you can't see all of my wild I gestures know. that are happening. <laughs> um, that's a good question. I mean, I think anytime we get the chance to meet other influencers on trips like this, mm-hmm. it's always really. I have a severe case of imposter syndrome every time I come to one of these yeah. things because I'm like, I'm sorry, you you do what? <laughs> and you and and oh you're and. a humanitarian in Africa yeah. oh and you give free haircuts to to people homeless <laughs> people in New like York Mark. like yeah Mark is amazing <laughs> and like, like hearing okay the, I mean hearing the opportunities <laughs> that people have and you know traveling to Fashion Week and like the fun glamorous stuff but also how everyone seems to take their responsibility so seriously to because they have a platform to use it for good. Like, I see the passion that people have for the quote-unquote fun stuff, the fashion and the beauty and the travel and the whatever it is. I just found through travel because, well, as even at, back as, in my early 20s as a Mormon missionary in Trinidad, and you, and you traveled in Croatia for your mission, mm-hmm. so you probably have a similar experience. But just getting out of my community I was born in exposed me to so many different people. And yeah. the Caribbean is very diverse. It's just a melting pot of cultures and peoples and really good food. But um, <laughs> yes, they just Nicki Minaj. being exposed. Yes, the land of <laughs> Nicki Minaj. I was not exposed to Nicki Minaj <laughs> as a missionary, though. But just being exposed to different people who think differently than you and see the world differently than you. Totally. I grew up pretty isolated in, in rural Idaho in a very conservative area in right. which most people had the same beliefs as me. And so I just love that travel challenges your beliefs and expands your belie- your views and allows you to be more empathetic to other people. Yeah, I think that's the most important thing for me when we end up traveling. But as far as like who we've met, I think that seeing other people, what they're doing because of having that, like not a lot of people get it. And so when you yeah. get to talk to people who get it and are doing it and doing it really well, it's even more it's inspiring, really inspiring, right? Yeah. And it inspires you to do more with Absolutely. your platform and yeah. Yeah. as an individual as well. So if our listeners want to know more about you, where can they find you? You can find us on Instagram at dads, not daddies. 
Or YouTube.com slash Dads Not Daddies. Or if you'd like Facebook, you can do that too. We don't yeah. we don't post a lot on Facebook, we but we're a, there. We have a Twitter, etc. Oh yeah, we have a website. But well, primarily, like, if you want to engage with the us, most Instagram. One. Yeah, and <laughs> YouTube. Now. YouTube we, as well. Yeah. We're we're growing a platform on YouTube. We're we're growing a following on YouTube. Yeah, and they're beautiful. So you have to look at them. <laughs> <laughs> it's the children. <laughs> they're beautiful. Yeah, and they show their abs, so you have to see. <laughs> <laughs> Go on Instagram. Don't right go for the ads. <laughs> <laughs> Swimsuit season's over. Thank God. I eat again. Thank you both so much. I really appreciate this, and I'm learning so much from both of you and all of the experience you've had and what you've done with it. You know, you chose yeah. to live this life, and it's so impactful for all of us to really see it. So, thank you, Devin and Rob, for thank you for us. having us. Yeah, thank you so much for giving us an opportunity to, to share our story. Any chance that we can, we. Obviously, we're really good about talking about ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and it's your podcast, so we'll talk about ourselves. But would love to, to chat more you awesome. know, and, and get to know you better. So. Thank you, guys. Thanks. Thank Yay. you. I hope you enjoyed this interview with Rob and Devin. Make sure to visit theoffbeatlife.com. Again, that's theoffbeatlife.com to get more killer resources. Offbeat family, I really appreciate you listening to this episode. I would love to hear more from you and what you think of the podcast. Suggestions on guests, topics we can discuss, or maybe you just want to be friends. Why don't we chat some more on Facebook at The OB Life or send me a message at hello at theoffbeatlife.com. I can't wait to hear from you.